Y'all here, we out here on this bitch. Y'all, we out here on some nut shit. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all already know what it is. Wait, time out. I don't have a good song on. I don't even have a song on. God, USPS is the absolute worst shipping service on the face of the planet. I was supposed to get a package delivered today, which attempted to. I mean, the guy that sent it to me, I guess, requested uh, signature delivery, which I guess is fine. But since I wasn't home, I they didn't give a package. I don't think they even left a notice. But when I go to, you know, go onto the USPS website and, um, <laughs> and request a, uh, like to just pick it up at the post office tomorrow or the next day, I type in my address, whatever, same old, same old. And when I submit, it says that the, the address used, that the address that I typed in did not match the address of the package, which doesn't make any sense. And I don't know how the hell I got to find my way around it, but... <sighs> Jesus Christ. The, the U.S. Postal Service has been around for for decades, and it still has not been able to somehow progress past basic, <laughs> just the absolute minimum effort needed to be a decent shipping service. It's horrible. But anyway, enough about my shipping problems. Let's get into music today. So again, uh, thank you guys again for coming by, showing up for another New Music Monday. And this is this uh, new music money is a little bit exciting for me personally because I have a new. Well, I guess it's I guess it's new. I have a uh, same mic, but it is now attached to a new boom arm that I got, and I am having so much fun with it because I don't know if you guys can even hear me moving the mic. You can probably hear the little modulations in my voice, but I love it. I can now I now have open desk desk space. I don't have to keep my mic just sitting on my desk. Um. Yeah, it's nice, and I just get to swing it out the way. I was making, uh, I FaceTime a couple of my friends <laughs> to shut it off because I thought it was so cool. It's not, a, it's not really even that cool. I just think it's, I just think it's really cool. But you know, like when I when I would hang up on him, I would just shoot the arm out the way. It's the equivalent of like shutting, like slamming closed um, a flip phone from back in the day. Not the same effect. Not the same, uh, you know. Not the same uh, feedback in terms of noise, but it, it's cool. The cool, it, just the. I'm done with this. Swing it away. But also a really good music, new music Monday because an album that I had been anticipating for a while, being Benny's album, came out on Friday. Um, even though I didn't actually know that it was coming out on Friday until like I think two days before it came out. If you guys are uh, consistent listeners and have heard my. Uh, episodes in the past where I've talked about the singles that she's been dropping she has um I've I kept I kept saying that I'm like all right she has to be gearing up for an album she has to be gearing up for an album meanwhile I didn't know that she had a release date announced for like way longer be <laughs> for like mad long I just didn't notice but um so I'm excited to talk to you guys about that in a little bit actually I think it'll be the last thing I talk about today um but as usual uh let's start off with some singles that came out, of which there were a bunch, actually. I'm not going to categorize. There weren't actually uh, a lot that I would put into um There weren't enough that I wanted to, like, categorize. And actually, every single one that came out, I wanted to talk about for to some extent. There were, I'll say, four and a half singles. Um, You'll understand what the half is as I get into it. But let's start off with the first single, which is Billie Eilish's new song called Therefore I Am. Uh, this song is cool. Really, it's just another instance of Billie Eilish delivering um, a very understated and somewhat haunting performance. Uh, while the overall song doesn't like have a lot of like high points to me, it's still absolutely airtight from like a musical standpoint. Uh, it really has nothing negative about it in any in any aspect. It's it's cool. It's not a song that I'll throw on at any given point, but I mean that's just kind of how Billie Eilish's music. Uh, it sounds to me just period like it's good music it's very well-made music it's just kind of music that i'm not going to just like toss on at any given point but it's it's good it's good it does however uh that being said it does fit perfectly which actually i don't know how i feel about it fitting perfectly into her discography the way it does um in both tone and style and by that i mean it just goes like it sounds like it could be off of uh her last album the, the name is too long for me to remember but it does sound like it could be straight from that album, which I guess is cool. I was kind of hoping for a more, uh, more, more progression in terms of her sound, like her single that I talked about maybe like two months ago at this point, maybe even longer. Um, I forget the name of that one, but 
that one I, I liked I liked that one a lot more and I like I like that song a lot more than a bunch of her others but whatever it still sounds good go check it out again called therefore I am by Billie Eilish next thing I want to talk about is called OHFR question mark by uh, Rico Nasty and this song I think really lives up to Rico's namesake uh, being being nasty it's really grimy hard-hitting really violent dark and you know like I said it's kind of nasty at least in in tone the song itself is super short I think it's like barely two minutes um it is ungodly simple um not much substance to it as with most of her songs for the most part but it's like that for a reason and the reason is because though all the things you get from the song is just pure energy and just pure just hype it's it's fantastic <laughs> I like it a lot Rico is overconfident in your face and comes across as somewhat intimidating at times um again not much substance here but this song would be the perfect addition to your gym playlist easily uh, if i had a gym playlist it would be straight on there it's also like i said it's also really short as hell like two minutes long but you know it definitely helps keep the energy up instead of having it drag on for too long which is a problem that i will talk about with some of the songs on an album that we we'll talk about in a little bit next song i want to talk about is called Holiday, which is by Lil Nas X. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this um, not very well-known rapper named Lil Nas X. Uh, he made he made a song a, a while ago called, uh, I think it's like Old Town Road with um, some washed-up country singer. But, you know, just, just something slight. But, <laughs> um, oh, geez, my garage door is opening. It scared the hell out of me. But uh, this song, uh, this, this song is really bad. It, it, at least... No, in really every aspect that I can imagine, this song is really bad. I don't, I didn't enjoy it in the slightest, but I guess it's fun. I guess the one thing that you can give it is that it's fun, but it doesn't sound good. Like, uh, it's it's just not good. It's just not good at all. Um, But, I mean, to be honest, I didn't think it was going to be good, so I guess that's kind of a fault of me compared to, like, how I was g- going to absorb the song because I w- did not think it was going to be good in the first place. Um, and uh, I mean, it confirmed that it was not good, but I just didn't have high hopes and it confirmed that my high hopes were, my lack of high hopes were correct. Um, it's essentially, okay. So I don't want to say it's the same song as old town road, except in like, in terms of the structure and the effort, it's, you know, it's pretty much exactly the same as old town road. The only thing it's the biggest difference is that this song lacks novelty, (laughs) In, and by that I mean like Old Town Road, I attribute its success a lot to um, like how new of an idea the song was, if that makes sense. But you know, it, it that can't last you forever, and it definitely did not last here, which which sucks. From I, I you know like I wish I wish I liked it um, kind of because he seems he seems like a cool he seems like a cool person. So I kind of want to, I hope he succeeds, but if he keeps putting out music like this, he's definitely not going to. Um, The chorus is bad and really, really, really boring. I hate it. It has like two parts to it and both of them suck. Um, The quote unquote bars aren't even that good. He has like a Michael Jackson, like he, he thing or something like that. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bad like Michael Jackson. That was the bar, which isn't egregious all by itself but just like the way it's delivered i hated it even i just absolutely hate it the first time i heard it i laughed and then the second third time i heard it i just got irritated (laughs) um and overall the song just shows that in my opinion Lil nas x is still just kind of riding this energy um of old town road and i mean it kind of sucks because like old town road is such was such like a monumental song it was. It's nearly impossible for him to like really come back with anything that's successful, especially if he's just trying to go c- get at it like right away. Like I feel like that's like a lot of the problems with like uh, a little sidebar here about uh, like uh, one hit wonders. Is that I feel like they they get their they get their big break like they get their massive song that just blows up out of nowhere and then they try and chase that exact same high but it's just impossible to match it. It's impossible. In, in, in some ways, that's kind of what happened to Fetty Wap. Not exactly, but Fetty Wap essentially burned out on his first album. Like, they just stacked that thing with all the hits that he had, and then he just couldn't make another one to save his life. Not the same thing, but relatively similar. 
I do want to go back. The only really quote unquote good part about this song is <laughs> the second verse, or at least the, the the only part of the song that I found to be enjoyable somewhat was the second verse where he kind of makes a few tongue in cheek references to how he finessed the charts with his relentless remixes of uh, Old Town Road, which uh, that part was only like 10 seconds. So, I mean, if uh, the only part of the song that I enjoyed was only 10 seconds long, it's just not going well for it. <laughs> Honestly, just to skip the song, it's not worth it. Just go back to Old Town Road if you really feel like hearing Lil Nas X's voice. And the last mainstream single that I want to talk about is uh, this Na 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 remix that I talked about, or I mentioned briefly, um, I think on last podcast or the podcast before, that was the original remix that I, that I thought was fine. Um, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it was objectively fine, but I liked it a good bit. But here we now have the remix of it, which is Kanye, The Baby, and Two Chains. And like I said, I mentioned this remix in one of my recent episodes, but I am so 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 happy that it finally got an actual release, like an actual official release on DSPs. I am ecstatic about it because I loved it when I heard when he posted it on Twitter, and I still love it now. And I said it then. I think I said it then when I first talked about it, and I'll say it again now. There is absolutely no reason. Well, there is a reason. But there's, for the sake of this conversation, there's no reason that the baby needed to snap this hard, like just this hard <laughs> on his verse. He annihilated this beat, just, ooh, just absolutely destroyed it. It's in, it's insanity, and it's funny because I'm not sure if I've how much I've talked about the baby on this podcast in the past. But I'm not the biggest fan of his, even though I think he's talented. I feel like he falls into the trap where he has a very, very, very narrow lane and doesn't leave it. And that's very, that's very, that's a very nice way of saying, a very nice and industry way of saying that he doesn't switch up the style of music that he makes or his flow, as everyone likes to make jokes about um, him not switching up. But here he just, oh my sweet Jesus. <laughs> I didn't think he was capable. I, I, I thought he was capable of it. I didn't think he would actually do it, if that makes sense. The potential has always been there from the, from the start, but for him to actually just put it to paper and come out with something that is that I think is a lot better than mo- the vast majority of his music that he's put out himself. It's insane. But I mean, I guess this is kind of what happens when you get a Kanye beat, right? Like this, this. <laughs> I'd like to think that there would be no way that the baby would fumble this opportunity to like actually show up on you know one of the most well known and one of the most uh, res- well musically speaking one of the most respected producers in the world in history, in the history of music, um, so I, I mean, you know, if you, if you, on paper, it sounds like it would be good, but you never know, especially in, in 2020 with Kanye, and in really any time with the baby. but it was great, the flow was great, and different, which I like to say, which I said he doesn't do often, he doesn't really switch up his flow often, which is the joke, but he actually responded with another joke, and saying, you know, like, he part, it's part of the song, he's like, ah, they said I don't, well, um, Said I got the same flow, ha ha ha. Like it's just kind of he's self-aware, which I respect from a uh, listener standpoint. I like it when artists are self are uh, self-aware. It makes it more fun. Usually, usually they have more fun with it. Uh, the energy was insane. The bars were on point. It was great. In fact, his verse would pretty much wash most other. His verse here would pretty much wash most other rappers. Um, on this beat, except for a select few, one of whom just happens to be the other person featured on this song, being Two Chains. Two Chains, <laughs> whose album I'll talk about in a little bit. Oh, hey Mo, what's up? There's a dog interrupting me. Hey, come on. All right, interruption over. I was just saying, um, Two Chains, whose album I will be talking about a little bit later, um, when we get to albums, because he did release an album on Friday. Um, Two Chains absolutely popped off on his first, but it's Two Chains, so that's expected. I mean, it's it's just within Two Chains, Two Chains' fin- uh, identity, just break apart verses if he wants to. His v- his feature catalog is is pretty insane, honestly. Once I actually go and think about it. Um, I kind of wish that Ye kept some of his own verse for his, uh, verses for his remix, but actually, as I kept listening to it, I was like, you know what? I kind of like that he just kept his chorus. Um, 
I think it just makes uh, a lot of the problems that I kind of want to harken back and remember the critiques that I had about the song when I first talked about it, but I can definitely see with this remix that um, I can definitely see why people didn't like a lot of the a lot of a lot of people's gripes with this or gripe with the song was that like the lyrics just weren't good uh, like the verses just weren't very good to a degree I, I would agree with that even still and I it, again like with this remix I guess it it definitely shows that 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 there's some value that there's some truth to that that those verses weren't good because this song is monumentally better as a remix as this remix than it was uh, just just Kanye himself but you know you have two different voices on there um, picking up slack and they both annihilated it, like I said so I, I can't I can't um, I can't be disappointed here literally the only bad I guess I guess this is less on the song and more on the the decision around the song the one thing the only bad thing that I found with the song is that there's only a clean version out right now there's it's just a clean version on like a 2020 rock song meanwhile half of the baby verse is bleeped out because it's it's the baby <laughs> and a little two chains does a little bit not nearly as much it, it actually his was a little bit rare but the baby just the baby's verse would have been oh, i don't know clean songs just suck you guys all know clean songs just suck everyone knows that and like it's not even like they switch the words it's literally just like they're and it's i mean it's it's just bleeped out it's unfortunate and it it, it, it i don't want to say it ruins the song because I mean, the, the energy's still there, so it doesn't ruin it, but it definitely knocks it down a lot of pegs, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I just I just hate non-secular Kanye. It just sucks. <laughs> Being a Kanye fan in 2020 is not the most fun thing in the world, but I digress. And actually, the last thing I want to talk about, um, this is the half, this is the, the half song that I want to talk about, is, well, a little story behind it. I, um, I'm going to give myself a, sh- a little shameless plug here and say that on Sunday... So yesterday or a couple days ago, depending on when you're listening to this, on Sunday I did a live listening and live um, like script writing on my Twitch channel um, for like a few hours. I think I was streaming for like three and a half hours. I was just playing through all the singles that came out that I talked about here, and then I played through all the albums, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I just did a live playing, and one of the guys that came to the chat was like, Hey, I didn't know who he was. He's like, hey, like, um, if you're listening, if you if you'd be so kind, I'm paraphrasing here. But he's like, if you'd be so kind, could you check out um, this song? I were I, I I just finished, hasn't been released yet, but um, I would love some feedback. And I was like, you know what? Fine, like that'd be cool. I know it's kind of like a meme that people just jump into like replies and stuff with like, hey, check out my music or whatever, all that kind of stuff. But honestly, I was like, especially for like a new Twitch channel, I'm like, yo, I'll listen, I'll just give it a try, worst case scenario, I just don't like the music, and the kid doesn't come back, but whatever, so I checked it out, he sent me the SoundCloud link, which in and of itself is still, is still funny, but sent me the SoundCloud link, turned on the song, and uh, it was really good, it was really, really good, <laughs> uh, it was really, really good, and the funniest part is that uh, my girlfriend Sarah was also just watching me, um, was just tuned into the live stream at this point, and uh, obviously when I, when I played the song, I played it over the stream, so she heard it too, and if you know anything about Sarah, or if you know anything about uh, me and Sarah, uh, in terms of like our music taste, we have very, very, very little overlap in musical t- music taste, like insanely small overlap, but... She also liked it a lot. See, she put it in the chat that she liked it a lot. She told me afterwards that she liked it a lot. She told me, like, at dinner with her family that she liked it a lot, that she really liked that kid's song, um, which I thought was hilarious, but it was just, it was really good music. Um, the song, again, it wasn't released yet. I think he sent me, like, a private SoundCloud link, so I'm not sure if you'd be able to, like, find it anywhere, but it's called No Feels, um, with feels ending in a Z, so no, and then F-E-E-L-Z. And the guy... His name is, I think it's Tav, and his at on Spotify is I'm Tav, so I-M-T-A-V. I think it's the same thing on SoundCloud as well. I will say I didn't listen to any of the other stuff, I just didn't get around to it. But, yeah, this song is, the song that he played me was really good. 
and actually I'm kind of mad because I think I quit out of the SoundCloud and it was a private link so I'm not sure if I'll be able to find it again but I really 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 like the song and honestly I wouldn't be on here telling you guys about some random person who jumped in my Twitch stream's song if I didn't think that it was actually of high quality. To to me, it actually reminded me of a lot of a song that like a Brent Fies or a Bryson Tiller would make stylistically at least, not to the same like degree of like. I don't want to say quality because the song is very high quality for um, who I assume for a person who I assume made it from start to finish like all himself. But um, but that I mean like there's a lot of singing, uh, layered vocals, really good vibe to it. Um, really, it checked basically every good R&B box in my opinion. It, which I don't want to you know I don't want to keep saying that it surprised me that you know some random person that jumped in my in my stream could make great music. I was just surprised that it just so happened it it that it did actually happen. You know, um, my favorite part of the song personally is uh had to be the ending where you kind of slow down the instrumental a little bit and let it ride out which is actually something i really like um songs that do that even though i feel like it's kind of hard to do it well i kind of like it regardless and uh, i i i I literally laughed when it played and when i heard it for the first time i'm like laughed i laughed i told the kid in the chat i'm like yo you motherfucker that's a that's a good move i like that a lot um but yeah again the, the name of that song was called no feels and then the kid's name is uh, I'm Tav. Again, it's I-M-T-A-V. I'm assuming it's like that on Spotify and SoundCloud. I'm assuming it's, it's like that on social media. But yeah, d- definitely go check him out. I'm going to keep an eye out as best I can on him. Because if he's going to make more music like this, I'm going to be... I'm going to tune in every single time. Alright. So that's it for the singles for this week. Um, which means that we get to move into albums, of which we actually had four albums came come out that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I think there were only three that I knew about. And then this first one, which is uh, Danny Lee's uh, album called Movie, is one that I did not expect to come out, but I was excited when I saw it pop up on Spotify. I was like, oh, cool, I'll actually get to hear uh, like a, a, a new Danny Lee album, because I, I think I've talked about her in the past. And I've definitely mentioned one, at least one of her songs on here before. But uh, I was kind of looking forward to hearing what an album from her sounded like, even though I think she's had albums in the past. I wanted to hear what a new album from her sounded like because I was very interested in her as an artist. Um, because I didn't know what she was. what she was. I didn't know what her style would be. She, I think she refers to herself as a rapper and a singer. Um, she's not really a rapper, and I'll get into that in a little bit, but... I was just intrigued what it would, what an album from her would sound like, but this album is 16 songs long, 43 minutes, and uh, like I said, like I've been kind of keeping an eye out on Danny Lee. Again, her name is spelled D-A-N-I-L-E-I-G-H, all one word, and she's kind of been on my radar since her release of her remix of her song Easy, which features Chris Brown, which uh, somehow, some way, found its way to being one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, it's, it wouldn't be high on like my all-time favorite list, but it's on there. It's on the list. It's really great. I love that song. Um, but uh, since then, she's collaborated with a bunch of other big-name artists like The Baby, G Easy, Lil Yachty, YG, Lil Baby, Party Next Door, and a bunch of others, um, which I find to be interesting. She's kind of she's very quickly just shooting into like the uh, she's not like in like the in the higher tiers of songstresses or female rappers but she's she's making headway especially if her features are any indication of that um i think again like i said i think she would describe herself as a rapper first and a singer second which is interesting very interesting because this album has dramatically more singing than rapping quote unquote rapping on it which is both a good and a bad thing I must say that I do prefer her songs when they're when she's singing, but she tends to, at least with a lot of the songs in here, she tends to drown out her voice uh, in a lot of autotune, which really makes it sound kind of generic. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say kind of. It makes it sound very generic, stylistically, which bothers me because I love R&B music. I love um, my songstresses, so I would prefer if they didn't just cake their vocals in in uh, bad autotune but that might just be me um and every time she does the songs just sounds really bad 
songs like Bullshit and Famous, both of which have this complete oversaturation of autotune, really show her weakness as a standalone singer. Um, this use of autotune, I thought, is especially weird when she decides to not use a lot of vocals. Where she's kind of picks and chooses when she wants to use like a like wants to drown out her voice in autotune, and there's no in between. It's either you drown out or it's just her singing, and it's really weird when she decides to not use a lot of these vocal effects on songs like Situations and Mistreated. Both of those songs are really the only two songs I really liked on the album, which is like I said, 16 songs long. Two for two for 16 is not great, but I love those two songs. Situation I adore and Mistreated I like a lot. Not as much as Situations, but I love them both. Um, and this is weird that, uh, that, you know, these songs that she chooses to put all these vocal effects on all these other songs when they very quickly and very easily make them just worse, just objectively worse, and objectively just super forgettable. Um, and it's even funnier because these quote-unquote good singing tracks, just these two, are actually accentuated by the quote-unquote rapping songs, which also aren't very good. <laughs> Especially that sorry-ass excuse for a New York Drill song, which is uh, the, the song called Dominican, excuse me, Dominican Mama with Five Year Foreign. That song, horrible. Horrible excuse for a Drill song, but I digress. I have to say that the overall quality of this album is really helped by the fact that the worst songs on here are far and wide the shortest songs on here again i, I want to say 16 songs on 43 minutes that's a pretty long song count to end up with 43 minutes a lot of the songs are like really on like the low ends of the two minute mark um and all of the ones that are super short are really bad so i'm very happy that she did that <laughs> um yeah so at least i don't at least the worst parts of this aren't that long so i guess there's some there's something going for it in that aspect overall uh i really wanted this uh I really wanted this album to convince me that Danny Lay would be like a big deal sometime soon, but I must say that I kind of left this album feeling very disappointed and very uh, unenthusiastic to checking out her music in the future. I will check it out, I just won't think that it'll be of a very good standard. And again, my two favorite songs on here were Situations and Mistreated, which features Queen Nyjah. Excuse me. Alright, next song on, or next album on here, and actually I'm going to go on this, um, I'm going in order here, based purely on the order of which I listen to them, and no other reason. But this next album that I want to talk about is this, oh my god, this new Future and Lil Uzi Vert album called Pluto and Baby Pluto. It is 16 songs long, 54 minutes, and, uh, I mean, alright, just genuine question to people who won't respond because I'm talking to a microphone, but is anybody else tired of hearing these, of, uh, just tired of these two, or is it just me? I'm perfectly fine with it being just me, like, I'm perfectly fine just dying on this hill of me not really liking future music or Lil Uzi music in 2020. I still haven't listened to Eternal Otake in full. I think I might have listened to three songs on it since it came out in, like, March, and I have not touched it since because I know what it sounds like and I know I don't care for it. <laughs> But, to be completely honest, I haven't been impressed uh, with music from either of them in so long. It, it's all just kind of, like, lost its novelty to me, almost. Not that their music... Well, I shouldn't say that. Their music, at one point, was fairly novel. I don't want to put it, a lot of its value on its novelty, but it's just kind of, to me, like, the songs just sound like I've heard them before, all of them. I find albums like this to be insanely unnecessary, especially like like collaboration wise. Like since it's a collaboration album, I found it to be pretty unnecessary, especially since there's really nothing on here that I couldn't get that I couldn't find on like either Future's album or um, Uzi out al- or Uzi's past albums. Like none of these songs on here are anything new. It's the same shit, and. What they do is they essentially like pick a sound like they base. It sounds like they just flip the coin every song, and they said you know like heads. Okay, heads is gonna sound like a future song, and tails is gonna sound like an Uzi song, and they just both, whatever it landed on, if they made it sound like that, and then each person would just sound like the other one, like they would on their own song. So there there was no like middle ground where they made something new and great. They just kind of 
switched sides and just made the same music over and over and over again. Uh, you know, same instrumentals, basically. Same content, almost exactly. Same flows, pretty much exactly. Uh, same everything. Also, quick note here, there is... There's no reason that any trap song in this style should be more than three minutes long. There, there really shouldn't be. In this style, it should not... No trap song should be more than three minutes long. Three and a half is... is you're getting there and four is pushing it. <laughs> Whereas on this song, there on this album, there are a bunch of songs that are just way longer than they should be. The repetition of the songs only gets amplified when the albums just overstay their welcome, which most, if not all of the actually, I shouldn't, most of the songs overstay their welcome, realistically. You can get in and out of most of these trap songs in two minutes and just two and a half minutes and call it a day. And it would be way more enjoyable, especially on, like, you know, following listings. Honestly, like, listening through this album all the way through was a mental struggle for me. I found myself wanting to just skip really just about every single song about halfway through. And that's my point. It's just like, after about the first 40 seconds, realistically, I got basically everything I wanted from this. All right, I got everything from the song that was there. You can listen to just about a ringtone <laughs> timed version of each of these songs. And you have essentially the entire song. It's, that's all you really need. The only good thing about this album to me was finding a few, and by a few I mean literally four, um, songs I could play when I need to get a little hyped up, um, and when I'm not actually listening to the music itself, like, so when I'm just, you know, listening to music in the background, I, I guess this music is fine for that, and when it really, when it, when I say few four, and those were the four, and those four songs just weren't aggressively annoying, <laughs> That's all I mean. Two of them, two of them weren't great, but they were all right. And then two of them being my two favorite songs from the album, being "Sleeping on the Floor" and "I Don't Want to Break Up," are really the only two songs that I found like actual genuine enjoyment out of. The other two, which I can't remember which other two there were, I thought were just okay at best. Okay, next song. Next song. Next album I want to talk about is this new Two Chains album, which is called "So Help Me God." It is 15 songs long, 50 minutes, and I was going to tweet this out, but I wanted to save it for the podcast, but I must as well tweet it out. Anyway, I really love, I really, really, really love how 2 Chains' brand is really just to make good trap music, which is exactly what this album is. Just good trap music. Good trap music, just good rap. It's just good music. <laughs> it's a good, well, it's trap music. It's good trap music. Two Chains is definitely one of those artists that just loves rap, and you can tell because songs like "Gray Area" are so just funny, and some of the shit that he says, like the whole chorus itself, is so funny that it really shows that he knows how good he is. But at the same time, he doesn't take himself too seriously, even though he knows how good he is, which I can appreciate from a listener standpoint because it just sounds like he's just having fun. Like it doesn't sound like a day job to him. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound like a nine to five. Like he wakes up, rolls out of bed, goes like, "All right, well now I gotta go make some music." It sounds like he is staying up late, just enjoying it. I, I love that kind of stuff. And that's what it, that's what this album is just kind of filled with for the most part. I do have to also applaud this album for having a relatively wide array of music styles and sounds. Um, and that kind of bled over the features, which that kind of variety bled over into the features, which range from NBA Youngboy to Kanye to Brent Fias to Chief Keef to Mulatto to a bunch of other, I think Lil Wayne's in there, if I remember correctly. Um, Little Duval. There are so many features on here. It's not like packed, but there are like there's like a solid seven songs that have like two or three features on them, which is cool because they're all just like completely different. On they're all completely different planes of the musical existence, if you will, um, which I again I appreciate that a lot. Um, you know, the, the there were a bunch of styles in here. Like I said, you strip club anthems, which is just right up to Chains Alley. Um, some groovier like seventies to eighties style rap. I'm not sure if that description is quite accurate but if you understand if you hear it you understand what i mean i forget the name of that song but it's the one with lou duval that's the uh, tone i'm talking about with that um braggadocious rap melodic rap a bunch of others but those are just some examples in my opinion there were very very few shortcomings with this album all of which just kind of stemmed from comparisons between um like the lesser songs and the overall quality of the rest of the songs if that makes sense so like you know, like, none of the songs were, like, like none of the songs I thought were bad, 
and by bad I mean like less than average or less than ex- like below the standard of two chains. But compared to the rest, some of the better songs in there, a couple songs kind of fell behind a, a good bit. So it is what it is. It happens. I mean, it's 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 a decently sized album. It's a you know it's a well sized album, but that's gonna happen, especially with like this style of music. It, you're gonna have at least one or two songs on it on an album that just don't hit like the others, and that's fine. I don't knock them for that, but it's it's still there, so I do feel the need to talk about it. Other than that, there's not much to say about this album other than that it's just a, a great listen from front to back. For the most part, I enjoyed it. Um, I've been enjoying repeated listens. For the most part, excuse me. To, uh, honestly, if you enjoy uh, this, ra- if you enjoy rap music, or if you enjoy trap music, if you enjoy just like general music uh, <laughs> and are open to trap music, um, I think I think everyone can find at least one or two songs that they'll like. Also, I absolutely I, I said this. Did I say this last week? I can't remember what I said and when I said it because I did. Um, a little side, well, actually, very quick sidebar here. My, if you're wondering why there was an episode missing last week, it's because I recorded a full episode that I actually loved. I actually thought it was one of my best recorded episodes. Just to find out after I went to publish it that I was talking to a mic that was not plugged into my iPad, which is how I record. So, so that sucked. <laughs> I was very, I made sure that I did not make that same mistake. This, um, episode because there was a lot of music to talk about it. I didn't want to do a double take or to leave you guys again with another um week of missing of a missing episode. But um I think I might have said that last week, but I said this last week, but I do love this album tile and I'm kind of mad that Kanye didn't keep it to himself. I mean it is what it is. At least someone took it and it's someone in his camp for the most part. Um but so help me God is such a dope album title. I love it. Just a little sidebar there. And then my favorite songs on here, uh, Lambo Wrist, Gray Area, uh, uh, Feel Away, which features Kanye and Brent Fias, Southside Hove, which I think is just a really good rap song, and then 55 Times, which is a spectacular outro. All right. The most anticipated, baby. Let's do this. All right, actually, I'm going to do something real quick. Do something real quick, real quick, real quick. Oh shit! All right, sorry about that little break. I had to jump in and do my friend uh, a view here. But um, this this Benny album, this Benny album. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So this album is called Hey U X. It's literally spelled Hey, and then the letter U, and then the letter X, and it is by <laughs> the artist um that I've been talking about constantly. It feels like for like two months. It might actually have been two months that I've been talking about this artist. But again, her name is Benny, spelled B E N E E all caps and this album is 13 songs 44 minutes which i think is spectacular and damn near perfect um i mentioned this earlier at the beginning of this podcast but um easily this was my most anticipated album to come out this week by far in fact realistically subconsciously it was probably the most anticipated album in the past that i've seen or that i've listened to in the past few months um yeah, I, th- I think that's fair to t- say, to be honest. Um, uh, and in short, it it lived up to its expectations, uh, at least in my personal opinion. Benny's unique vocal and musical style are on absolute full display throughout this entire album. Who's you can you can tell I really like this album because I pulled out like all my my writers my my big boy writers words, but <laughs> my uh, publication words here. But um, you know. Her musical style is on full display throughout this entire album, whose charm is found in its separation from a lot of mainstream music, which I think, I mean, by nature, it's alternative music. So by nature, it's, you know, just by the nature of its name, it's going to um sound different than a lot of mainstream, uh, a lot of mainstream music. But I love that kind of stuff. I like hearing music that just does not sound like any other shit I've heard before. And that is just like... It seems like that's just Benny's style, which I have come to love. Um, there, Like I said, there are very few, if any, songs on here that I feel like I've heard in before in some capacity from any other artist. Which is fantastic. And again, I'm giving it a lot, a lot, a lot of credit for that. I will attribute a good deal of this uniqueness to Benny's voice, 
which has this almost like vulnerable underdeveloped like tone and like i guess a tone is probably the best word i can use to describe it which makes every song feel so much more genuine and like endearing in a way uh i love it uh it might it might be i don't want to say it's polarizing as a voice i feel like but I, f- I feel like you either like it or you don't, but I adore it. I, I love her voice. It's fantastic. It's not, like, the best, like, singing voice if you're looking for, like, runs and, like, uh, like uh, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's it just sounds really cool to me, and I love it. And, oh, my God, the vibes on this album. I, I <laughs> Slinging the, the word, the, the V word around there is kind of, kind of low effort, but, honestly, it's this album is just full of it. I can't see how it would even be possible to not dance or at least sway along to the sounds of this album. It's it's incredible. I I, I adore it. I, I will speak very highly of this album as as it is. It's very relaxing yet energetic, but also among both of those very addicting. At least to me, I have been listening to this album pretty much on repeat every given opportunity um, that I've been given to listen to music. I've listened to this album. I love it. Um, the feature picks on this album are absolute perfection to me, um, especially for a relatively up-and-coming artist. I guess you would consider Benny to be up-and-coming. They're fantastic. Uh, she picked great. I'm not sure if it's just her who's picking these artists or if her label is or if her team is or whoever. Whoever's picking them needs to get paid because they did a great job picking the, <laughs> the features here. Um, I mean, like, what other... And there's just a range of them is insane. Well, it's not insane. The range of them for being... Uh, I think this is her debut album, right? Yeah. The range of artists in here for being a debut album is fantastic. It's 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 crazy. Like, what other album would have such varying features such as Grimes, Lily Allen, Flo Millie, Mallrat, Kenny Beats, and McCarthy? It's just like... Th- I also like how most of those names aren't huge. I mean, I guess the biggest name on there might be Grimes uh, or Flomilly. I I'm leaning more towards Grimes, but that might be a different scene. But like the names, I I love how the names aren't especially big. Like she's not trying to pull like this massive star power to bring a lot of attention to the song or to the album, which I guess they could afford to do that because I mean, Super Lonely is a insanely massive hit um so that song alone will bring people to the album you don't really need like these big name features to do that but regardless i appreciate that um she used some smaller artists on here all of which pulled their weight and then some they were fantastic and um i talked about this more during my episode where i talked about the new spillage village album which came out uh, a few months ago but i really i also really like when artists like i said introduce me to artists i've never heard before this album gave me a bunch of those features that I need to check out at some point. Like, I absolutely need to. I, I I did mention that Lily Allen feature when I talked about uh, as long as that plane. Um, I need to check out her music. And Flo Millie has been <laughs> my my old roommate Sam showed me Flo Millie, and I kind of made fun of him for it. But uh, she's growing on me as a as a female rapper. I, I like her a lot. There was only one real downfall, quote unquote downfall, in this album. And the downfall is actually just a specific song. Um, uh, the song in question is called "A Little While," which isn't bad by any means. It's not like egregious. It doesn't. It doesn't make me want to yank my headphones off or or anything like that. But it just kind of lacks the same level of energy that the other songs had, at least in my opinion. And uh, I mean, it's it's very chill. It's very well made. It's just not that great. It isn't really like. I don't know, it doesn't have, like, the same feel as, like, a slower song would, or, like, a lower-energy song would, but it also doesn't have the the energy that, like, a like a more up-tempo song would have. So it falls into this weird limbo state where it's just not, like, it just doesn't compare very well to the other songs in the album. But it's still, it's still fine. It's not the worst. I can deal with one skip, considering every other song on here is just fantastic. I also want to quickly focus... On Benny's ability, and, uh, Benny's ability, Benny's ability to essentially chameleon herself into so many different sounds. I guess that's just the benefit of being an alternative artist is that you can just kind of be whatever you want. Um, you don't have to like subscribe to a particular sound. In fact, your sound is to not have a sound, if that makes sense. But I do love that she went that route on her debut album. She didn't just go like, "Hey," um, um, she didn't just go like, "Hey," like I'm going to be 
making a bunch of songs that sound like Super Lonely, just so that people who like Super Lonely like my album. She just went in every different direction with her music. You got like some harder like alt pop rock maybe um in like the song cool you get some like almost like chill hop club music with sheesh which features grimes you get some like like a breakup song which i talked about called plane which features lily allen and flo millie um if i get to meet you which is like some i don't even know how to describe it but that shit's great i, I don't know how to describe that kind of music um and it's fantastic uh and even more so she's 20 years old which is way oh my god i love that i love i love it that artists have such a big personality music wise and are so young i love it it makes me so excited to hear just to see what comes of the rest of their career i love it i i cannot wait to hear more music from from this girl easily one of the most prom uh promising artists in the in, in the indie slash alternative music scene at least to me that i've that i found i'm sure there are more and if there are more, please feel free to recommend them to me. Uh, if Again, comments, text message, um, carrier pigeon, I don't care. I love listening to new artists. In fact, actually at the end, after this, I do want to mention... Um, I'll, I'll, get into, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that at the end after I'm finished. Also, but we're going to stick with Benny. <laughs> but um, I'm again, I'm very excited to hear what she has coming in the future. Also, I don't plan on doing an album art tier list at any point, even though I think that would be kind of fun. I don't plan on it. Uh, if I could feasibly do it, I think it would be kind of cool, but we'll see. Um, but if I were to make an, uh, an album art tier list, this, this album art would be in the easiest of S tiers, the absolute easiest of S tiers. It's fantastic. My favorite songs on here, again, m- most of the songs on here I, I, I really, 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 really liked. Uh, maybe like one I just kind of like okay liked, and then again that one song a little while I just didn't like that much. But um, my absolute favorite songs in here happen to me, which is the intro, Sheesh, featuring Grimes, Plain, which again has Lily Allen, Flo Millie, Cool, which might is in clear content, which is actually a sleeper, it might be a slow burn kind of song because I can hear that song slowly becoming my favorite um, on the album. And then If I Get to Meet You, which is an incredible song. It just musically, it's an absolutely incredibly well-made song. And then obviously I like Super Lonely a lot. I just didn't, it's just, it's older at this point And you all, you guys all know what Super Lonely sounds like. And that song's fun as shit. So I was about that. But yeah, that does it for all the new music that I want to talk about this week. I do want to, before I leave you guys, talk very quickly about, and I don't do this often, but... I do want to very quickly talk about this um, EP by an artist named Rini Rini. God, just another another week, another episode, another instance of me complete butchering an artist's names, but it's spelled R I N I. And um, this artist was shown to me by my friend Baba um, from Penn State, and. Uh, Excuse me, the song that he showed me was called Meet Me in Amsterdam. And I love that song when he played it for me. I was like, all right, I need to. He's like, all right, when I get a chance, I'm going to go and listen to the rest of this EP that this song is on. And that was maybe like a month or so ago. I still have, still had yet to listen to the EP until last night, where I listened to it's only five songs. Um, I listened to it's only a five song EP, and it's actually an EP from. 2018 if i remember correctly i'm pulling it up right now excuse me yeah it's a song it's an it's a five song ep literally 22 minutes long short as shit um but the ep is from 2018 and uh the ep itself is called after the sun um and the reason i'm talking about it here in 2020 on this on this episode is because this these songs uh, is honestly it, it might it might be a there might be a good bit of gas here but this is honestly some of the best music I have ever heard. <laughs> some of these songs are some of their best music I've ever heard point blank period. Meet Me in Amsterdam is a masterpiece. Aphrodite is without fault. <laughs> um, o- o- Ocean, the, the last song, which is the only song with a feature, is amazing. Oh my god. Like All these songs are fantastic. I, I It's only five songs. Again, it's called After the Sun by Rini. Again, R-I-N-I. Please go listen to this. It is slower R&B, probably more traditional R&B, but this dude's voice is 
silk. I don't I don't know how else to to really put it. It's just fantastic. <laughs> go listen to it, please. I uh, just just go listen to it. I'll I'll probably link it or something. I don't know. Uh, just just go listen to it. If you're gonna honestly, it's funny. If you're going to listen to anything that I talked about this week, listen to this EP. Um, and then go listen to this Benny this Benny album. <laughs> but if you have to, if you have to pick if you have to pick two. Go for those sounds. If you have to pick one, listen to this this After the Sun EP by Rini. It's immaculate. <laughs> but yeah, that does it. Or rather, that concludes another episode of yet another New Music Monday without a Kanye album. Uh, this Na 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 remix will definitely have to hold me over until then. And it, it probably will, to be honest. I don't know how long it's going to be. There were rumors of a November release, but we're exactly halfway through November. If you were to release it on uh, Friday night, which just happens to be uh, the greatest day of the year, <laughs> November 20th, then I would be very open for that. But if he, you know, I'm not holding my breath by any means. But, you know, just like every week, we will try again next week. In the meantime, like I said, go check out all the music that I talked about today. Um, and be sure to check out last week's episode if you didn't already. Again, last week's episode did not exist. But go check out last week's Thursday podcast with Brad. We talked about some we talked about some pretty heavy stuff there, but I think we had a really cool conversation. It's probably one of the better conversations I've had with uh, Brad, um, not just on mic, but period. And then probably one of the better conversations I've had with somebody in a while. Really great. Um, yes, yeah, so we got to check that out. Also, like I mentioned before, the script for this album was written live on my Twitch channel on Sunday while I listened to all the music while I typed and while I wrote it. I listened to all of it live, um, like a little listening party, if you will. I think I'll continue to do this every Sunday, so be sure to check out my Twitter and be sure to follow me on Twitch to know when I go live. Again, both my Twitch and my Twitter handle are Hicknope, um, so if you forget one and you follow one, Feel free to follow the other. Um, yeah, and then obviously both those will be linked. If you forget or don't know how to spell Hicknote for whatever reason, they will both be linked down in the description or up in the description. I'm not sure where Spotify puts it. I think it's up. I think Spotify puts your subscriptions up or descriptions upwards. And I think Apple Music does the same. But you get the point. Check the description um, for those links. Um, go follow me. And with that, I've been Nick Hope. This has been the Bittersweet Taste Podcast, and Brad and I will talk to you guys again on Thursday.